Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I'm going to start with a quote from what I believe is a truly wonderful lecture of Neville Goddard's. It's commonly known as the coin of heaven. If you have the book Immortal Man, it's titled Mental Tracks. And that book, that's a really good book. It's a compilation of Neville's lectures transcribed by Margaret Ruth Broom from recordings that she personally made at Neville's lectures uh, over the course of the last 10 years of his life when she attended his lectures. Here's the quote. We have given you a system by which you change it. For those who haven't heard why I say you walk tracks, you're standing forever in the presence of an infinite and eternal energy. And from this energy, all things proceed, but they proceed according to pattern. Energy is moving in a certain pattern, and you determine the pattern that it takes. For you actually lay down these tracks within you that energy flows over by the use of your inner conversations. This energy, I call it now mind, follows the tracks laid down in a man's own inner talking. So, if your inner conversations are not what they should be, I ask you today to start carrying on conversations within yourself from premises of fulfilled ideals. The man you want to be, the woman you want to be, if you failed so far to embody it, now you begin to assume that you are that man, that you are that woman, and inwardly carry on conversations with your friends, those that respect you or those you want to respect you, and carry on these conversations from the premises that they see you or see in you the man and the woman that you want the world to see, just as though you were. And these words, inner words, which are really the breeding ground of future action, will lay down new tracks, and then the energy which is always flowing will flow over these tracks, and the conditions and the circumstances of life will change. If you do not lay new tracks, I will prophesy for you. You will find yourself repeating it, but you will not know you've done it before. There's a lot in that quote. A lot, in fact, in the whole lecture. I know I'll be using this lecture uh, for at least one more episode. If you haven't read it, uh, check it out. You can find it, the PDF transcription online, but it's also in various collections, various books of Neville's lectures, like the Margaret Ruth Broom book I mentioned a moment ago. Today I'm talking about this infinite and eternal energy that, well, it, it just is. It never shuts off. It can't be shut off. This is you. This is your true nature, who each one of us is. Neville says that consciousness is the only reality. And he says that we're never not assuming. We're always assuming something. And we're always experiencing whatever it is we're conscious of being. So if that's true, then I want to make sure I start noticing who and what I'm conscious of being or what I'm imagining. And 
realizing through experience that I'm not really what I'm conscious of being or who I'm conscious of being or what I'm imagining. I'm the one back of all of that. I am imagination, awareness, consciousness. What I imagine shapes this energy into patterns that rise to the level of physical experience all the time. It's never not happening. I'm always manifesting. I used to think of uh, manifesting as something I did when I wanted to change something. And that was usually around money, health, or relationships. And that's perfectly all right. We all start exploring this because we're not happy with something going on. We feel that pressure, that little squeeze within us, like there's something more. I want to do something more, be something more, have something more. There's got to be something more to all of this, right? <laughs> we have that urge to expand our borders, to go beyond what we are already experiencing. And we start to explore that. And most of us look outside of ourselves. Well, we all do at some point. We all go through that state. When I first started diving into Neville, uh, after I was healed, I didn't understand the oneness, the non-stopness of who I really am. I didn't understand that I am always imagining. I am always changing the pattern of this energy, to use the terms that he uses in this lecture, that it's never stopped, it never stops, it's always happening, and I'm always experiencing the product of my imagination. I didn't get it, not at the beginning. And there's some good news in what I just told you. I, this was after I was healed. I had permanent brain damage, is what I was told. And I was stuck in a wheelchair and sometimes could get around with crutches. And it was progressively getting worse, this movement disorder, because of the brain damage, because of the lesions in the brain. And I barely, I had just started getting in the Neville just a few weeks. You don't have to be a master manifester to make changes in your life. After a few weeks of reading Neville and listening to his lectures, I assumed I was healed. At the time, I didn't understand states, and I certainly didn't realize who I really am. So I did what Neville said, what he says over and over, start practicing this art of imagining and do it daily. Now I've had a few people question my use of the word practice. I didn't like the word practice at first either. I didn't, I didn't like hearing Neville say that. Just give me what I want. Can I just skip all this? I thought, like someone who recently emailed me, that to say I need to practice implies I'm not good at manifesting right now. And I agree with that. There was a time where when I thought of practice, I didn't want to practice. I didn't want to do anything uh, except get the big things I want. I needed more money. I wanted this or that. Lots of things. All big things. I had so many big things, uh, just too, too little time in between to practice this art of imagining. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Let me just get good at it now. I would have a dozen sessions a day imagining my wishes fulfilled, but then I'd go about my life 
acting and reacting like I always did with no change in my reactions and no change in my experiences. Then I read The Coin of Heaven. The way Neville described it, you are standing forever in the presence of an infinite and eternal energy. And from this energy, all things proceed, but they proceed according to pattern. And this pattern the energy takes is determined by what I'm imagining all the time. So I decided to start practicing this art of imagining, as Neville called it. Neville says, I'm always manifesting. I'm always expressing my state of consciousness. So I committed to make it a daily practice to start learning how to move in imagination, daily imagining all sorts of things just for the fun of it. At this point, practicing didn't mean something difficult or a chore or something that implied I wasn't good enough. It all depends on the state I'm in. As long as I was in a state where I believed this was difficult and believed I had a lot of work to do, then the word practice had a lot of negative feelings associated with it. Ugh. Oh, this is going to take forever. It's when I shifted states that the word practice changed in meaning for me. It's a relationship. That's how I look at it. Not with another person outside of me. My true self, my true being. But I like to look at it as a relationship. And I've mentioned this in an, a lot of episodes. I asked this question in episode 148, I think. How can you get to know your true self if you aren't willing to explore, to build rapport with yourself? Like in a relationship, you meet someone and you know, hi, my name's Mike. And then you get to know them, you build a rapport with them and you start to experience things with them. You know them more deeply, more intimately. And how am I going to get to know this true nature if I'm not willing to daily explore it? So instead of practice, maybe I could say explore. It doesn't matter <laughs> what I call it. How can I get to know my true self, my true power, if I'm unwilling to fall in love with myself and daily turn to it? To daily practice or play or intend to make it a daily habit to move in imagination, however you want to say it. Neville shared how his teacher, Abdullah, taught him to move in imagination. He talks about this in a number of his lectures, but this quote is from Secret of Praying. That's the title of it in Margaret Ruth Broom's book. You'll see it titled The Secret of Prayer in other collections. When I was with my old friend Abdullah, I would have an exercise and daily I would sit in New York City where we lived in this apartment for 14 years. In the living room, you could not see the hallway towards the telephone. I'm seated in my easy chair in the living room. I would assume that I was seated at the chair at the telephone. And so assume it that I would actually, in my mind's eye, I couldn't see the living room and that I couldn't see myself seated there. I could see it in my mind's eye only. I had to think, well, now he's in the chair. So I made myself 
sit here at the telephone and I wouldn't let myself see the chair. Then I would feel myself back into the chair, then go back to the telephone, go back to the chair and try this feeling of changing in motion. May I tell you, it's very, very helpful. You get loose as it were. And the day will come that you will think of something and then all of a sudden, the very act of imagining will detach you from this dark garment and you will be exactly where you are imagining. So much so, you will be seen by one who is there. You will actually be seen. I've had that experience where I would imagine myself elsewhere and someone present at the time saw me. Then they were startled not to see me there physically because they saw me as something physical. In the lecture Esau and Jacob, he describes other ways he learned to move. There came this separation on different levels to show how you can pray. You can be anything in this world. I would take a piece of wood or a flower or an animal and try to feel myself as it. And I finally could feel what it would be like to be a glass of water. For everything emanates from divine imagining and I am it. So then I am everything. There is nothing but divine imagining and it and human imagination are one. So I started doing what he described with more diligence. Back before I was healed, I had played with it. I was stuck in bed after falling backward out of my wheelchair. So I did what Neville did. From my bed, I'd imagine myself in different places in my house. I'd put myself in an armchair in the living room and I would feel the upholstery under my arm and pick up the television remote on the end table and feel it, the weight of it in my hands and run my thumb over the rubber covered buttons on the remote. All of this in imagination. Initially, it was very weird. <laughs> and kind of tricky. I'd imagine myself in the chair and then try to think of where my body was in relation to me now from the chair. And as soon as I would think of the bed and my body, I was back in the body, back on the bed. But I kept at it and kept practicing this. Not very much in the beginning. I dabbled in it. It would be weeks later before I would really start diving into this and making it a point to practice daily. The more I did it, the more comfortable I got in doing it. We're always moving in imagination. We're always experiencing the product of our imagining. We're always manifesting. This never stops. While reading the coin of heaven, I remembered an experience I had one night. I found myself, I don't know, the the best way for me to, or the only way I can come up with to describe this is to call it a geometric universe. Everywhere I looked was this one undulating pattern. Everything, everything was this pattern. I couldn't see anything else but this pattern expressed over and over everywhere I looked and the whole thing moved, it pulsed. I could feel it like a heartbeat, this rhythm within me and all around me. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I was so struck with the awe of it, the beauty of it, I snapped out of it and found myself back in my chair in my house. 
I wanted to go back, so I closed my eyes. And after a few moments, I found myself there again. And I decided I wanted to move. I wanted to explore it. And I did. Now, at the moment, at this time, I thought that I was actually moving through this. It was several weeks later, after another experience, that I realized that this pulsing geometry of everything wasn't me moving through it. It was changing based on changes within me. There was this feeling, this experience of I'm moving through it, that it's all moving past me. But the movement was within. And this geometric, the geometric patterns changed as did the frequency of the waves, this undulating movement changed in frequency as I changed. I was experiencing in symbolic form what Neville describes in the coin of heaven. And I'm going to read it again because I just, I love it. You're standing forever in the presence of an infinite and eternal energy. And from this energy, all things proceed, but they proceed according to pattern. Energy is moving in a certain pattern and you determine the pattern that it takes. For you actually lay down these tracks within you that energy flows over by the use of your inner conversations. There's so much in this lecture that I want to talk about, and I'm going to, but I'm going to stop for now. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.